Welcome to another episode of Black Somnia. Thank you for joining me for what I hope is the most boring podcast you will ever hear. If you're still awake and wish that you weren't, then you've come to the right place. Our mission here at Black Somnia is pretty simple. It's to bore you to sleep. And I take this mission seriously. This isn't just a little podcast. That's a fun way for me to pass a few hours each week. It's not how I think of it at all. For me, it really is uh, more of a calling, kind of a fulfillment of a public service. I am committed to helping the world get more sleep. And I'll do that each week by delivering reviews on an assortment of topics and the most uninteresting ways that I can manage. So now that's my part of the bargain. But in order for this to work, uh, you'll have to do your part as well. You'll have to promise that whenever your mind starts to wander, that you'll refocus and bring it back to the podcast. You won't allow yourself to think about what you have to do tomorrow. You won't allow yourself to think about what didn't go perfectly today. You won't allow yourself to think about if you put the clothes in the dryer. Or if you left the computer on in the office. You'll also have to agree that when sleep does come for you, and it will, that you will not fight it. There is absolutely no reason to try to stay awake during this podcast. You do not have to wonder about what happens next. From the bottom of my heart, I can promise you this. Almost nothing happens next. Go to sleep. You will not miss a thing. But also, it is a podcast. If you do miss any portion because you fell asleep, as was intended, you can always listen again on tomorrow night. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about a TV show, House Hunters. As you may know, House Hunters has many variations many many variations there's house hunters there's house hunters international there's house hunters on vacation house hunters where are they now house hunters renovation house hunters international renovation which is pretty clever just to like slam two other house hunters together it's like house hunters edition then there's also House Hunters Million Dollar Homes, House Hunters International, Million Dollar Budgets. See what they did there? Once again, they just slammed two shows together. There's Island Hunter, Houseboat Hunter, House Hunters RV, there's even Tiny House Hunters, House Hunters Popped, and then House Hunters Off the Grid. And truthfully, in the time that it took me to recite and recall 
all of the house hunters that I've seen. I'll bet there's two more come on air just since we started this podcast. But we aren't going to talk about any of those uh, spinoffs or hybrids of House Hunters. We're going to talk about the original franchise, House Hunters. Also, we're not going to talk specifically about any episode in particular, but more so about House Hunters, the overall show, the overall theme. Because basically, they're all the same. So before I tell you a little bit more about House Hunters, I do like to make sure that there are no spoilers. Once again, I don't want you to try to stay awake for the reveal of my assessment of the show. Um, I don't want there to be any anticipation um, of what the outcome might be. So before I even tell you any more, about the show, about House Hunters itself, I'll tell you um, kind of my overall assessment, my overall review of the show. I like to give letter grades. Um, if you've listened to earlier podcasts, you know, I like to give letter grades. And in the case of House Hunters, I give it a solid B. It's a show that I very much enjoy watching. Um, if it's on, I have to watch it. doesn't matter if I walked in and there's only three minutes left in the episode. I gotta watch. So, for that reason alone, um, it's totally enrapturing television. Um, so, there's that. If you want to simmer down and go to sleep now, feeling comforted by the fact that, yeah, House Hunters is a pretty good show. So I will pivot and talk a little bit more in detail about kind of why I feel that way about the show, Um, the portions I like, the portions I don't like. Um, But before that, I guess I shouldn't assume um, that everyone in the listening realm of this podcast has seen House Hunters. And I don't want you to be so consumed that you feel like you have to google it uh, before you can go any further so I'll tell you a little bit about the show so in general House Hunters follows usually a couple sometimes it's uh, single individuals or families Uh, but basically they're looking for a new home Um, and so there's usually a real estate agent who will identify some home for them and basically the audience um, you and me and everyone else at home gets to watch these people shop for a house. Now in each episode, basically they see three properties. Uh, Sometimes they let you know that they've actually seen way more than three properties. Um, And sometimes they pretend like they're only seeing three properties. But basically we, the viewers, get to see the three properties with the homeowners. Um, And then at the very end, they choose a home to purchase. So let's um, talk about the show a little bit more in detail. Generally, at the beginning of the show, um, the couple or the house hunters, sometimes a single individual, like I said, sometimes families, but generally at the beginning, uh, they make a list, a laundry list, sometimes a really long list 
of all the things they would like in a house. The number of bedrooms, the number of bathrooms, um, the location of the house. I actually once saw one where a woman insisted, I mean, insisted on dark countertops to hide dirt. Her words, to hide dirt. And literally I was floored. I'd never actually seen anyone actively planning to be disgusting. I know sometimes it happens that you are disgusting, but I had never seen like the work, the planning that goes into it. It was really, it was truly enlightening, actually. Also, I'm sure that any of her family or friends who caught that episode are thinking twice about that French onion dip they had at her place as well. But nonetheless. So usually the list goes on at the very beginning and they get a list from um, all parties. So if there's two people hunting for a house, um, they take both of their kind of wishes um, for the real estate agent. One of the things about it is it's very often unrealistic. Um, as soon as you hear the list, you're thinking to yourself, um, this, this probably cannot happen. For instance, budget. Budget is usually where they're way off. You know, they come in and they want uh, a four-bedroom, three-bathroom, 3,500-square-foot house, um, $410,000 in San Francisco. It's probably not going to work. Probably not going to work. Then on the same token, um, sometimes they're looking for a home type. Uh, it's amazing to me the number of individuals who specifically ask for a certain style of home uh, maybe it's because they grew up in that style of home if you watch the show you'll hear that a lot well i grew up in a colonial uh and uh that's kind of always the type of house i saw myself in but sometimes it's very unrealistic for instance uh you know wanting to buy a connecticut farmhouse in cleveland you know it's nice that you grew up in a Connecticut farmhouse but you also grew up in Connecticut so could make this a challenge another thing <laughs> that I kind of put in the unrealistic category that you will hear quite often on house hunters is we want to stay in the same neighborhood and it's always fascinating to me when at the very beginning they're talking about how they love their neighborhood and how it's difficult to find a house in their neighborhood and yet they still put on their wish list that they want to stay in the neighborhood knowing full well that the only house for sale in the neighborhood is the one they're currently in and then also too there's the little matter of like conflicting desires she wants to live in the suburbs he wants to live in a high-rise she wants to live near the lake he wants to overlook a forest then there's the matter of just conflicting desires. She wants to live in the suburbs. He wants to live in a high rise. You can't make both of those work in many areas of the country. Now there are a few things that I do like and I do wanna touch on a couple of those. One is really getting to see how people live in other areas of the country. House Hunters usually goes to um, big cities throughout the United States, but they're not always big cities. Sometimes they're suburbs of larger cities or 
maybe just areas you wouldn't go to in your um, everyday travels throughout the country. So I do think that's pretty cool. The other thing that's really interesting to me is um, understanding the various costs of things in different areas. Um, I'm always curious, like when I watch people hunting for houses in uh, New York or or um, somewhere on the East Coast, like Maryland or out West in California. I'm always curious, like what kind of job do you have that makes $899,000 a reasonable price for a starter home? Like what, what are the industries? How do they vary across this country where 900,000 is a reasonable price for an entry home? So that's always fascinating to me. And I also too like to live vicariously through strangers, right? I'm never gonna live in Beaumont, Texas. I don't, I don't I, you know, I'm not a person to say never. But in this case, it's pretty, like, it's pretty close to never. Never gonna live in Beaumont, Texas. But now, I get to house hunt and choose a home in Beaumont, Texas. So I like that. And I also like, too, you know, I love rooting for a happy ending. No matter how um, illogical the choices seem to me sometimes at the end of this show, um, people are always pleased with their purchase, and I love that. Like, you don't always get a happy ending when you're watching um, TV shows, but this generally has a guaranteed happy ending. You can't beat that. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the the buyers on this show. So for me, when I think about the buyers, and it's usually couples, I've said a couple times, um, they kind of fall into like three categories. You know, first, you know, you see those couples that are equally yoked. Like you can look at them and totally understand why they are together. Like they just make sense you know they both clearly write star wars fan fiction or they were in detention together every saturday morning in high school there's something about them that tells you that like these people were meant to be together and that's always fun to watch like those kind of folks who basically share a brain um go shopping for a house that's fun also, too, I notice, you know, when you think about couples on this show, what you find is, and there's a correlation, and I, I haven't done the math or anything, you know, I haven't really done any detailed research, so this is all based on observations, and I've noticed this trend, and that is, when it comes to couples, you'll often see that the men are punching way above their weight this thought is in my mind probably one out of three episodes of house hunters and so i started to just so i started to pay attention and see if i could find any hints that could explain this phenomenon of men clearly married above 
Um, and what I found is that typically those men, those couples are shopping for much higher priced homes. So I don't mean to suggest that um, his bank account is the only reason uh, for this union. Um, but I'm just saying that the bank account um, seems to be a similarity in unions of this nature. And then there's a third couple that I observed. The couples that make me think, why do you two want to live together? They're really the best. Um, they're the best. It's, it's, it's nothing like it. And you can usually tell right at the beginning that you've got this type of couple. They're the ones that when they start listing their wants, they're so far apart that it almost seems unreasonable that they'll find a house in the same county that they would like, um, yet alone the same house that they would like. And one other thing that I do notice about the show is I have kind of a love-hate relationship when the couples go into the house. I'm sure the producer encouraged them to try to imagine themselves inside the home. Like imagine what you would do if you purchased this home and what could your life be like by purchasing this home. But I have some of a love-hate relationship with them doing that. Um, you know, like when the guy walks in and says something like, Oh yeah, I can see our bed here against the window. I can see our dresser over there against that wall. And if you're watching the show, you're thinking to yourself, Oh, so you mean like where those people currently have their bed and dresser? You're such a visionary. The other thing too, um, that I've just kind of made peace with. It is not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just the thing that it is. And that is when they make those wish lists at the start of the show. So when they're reeling off all of those things that they must have in order to be happy in a home. The truth is they will choose a house that only meets the least important two of their 17 criteria. At the close of the show, you'll wonder to yourself, why did you even bother making a list if you were just going to select a house that seems to be the opposite of the list? Um, but they do it anyways. My favorite type of home buyer I think if I had to select one, it definitely would be what I would call the aspirational home buyers. So these are the people who are looking for qualities in a home that their current lifestyle would not dictate to be a necessity. You know, for instance, the couple that's looking for a house that has plenty of room for a nursery, that's aspirational. You know, they're thinking about the future, maybe one day having children. I 
almost prefer it when only one is looking for room for a nursery. Those are the best shows. I also love when single people insist on his or her closets. Like I am for this. I am 100% for this. You know, as a single person myself, I always imagine um, that one day I will not be. And so you want to make sure there's room, right? There's room. If you build it, they will come. Give me those double sinks. I'm going to need it. And then my other uh, favorite aspirational buyer is, are the people who are looking for space for hobbies that they don't actually have? You know, they walk into a house and they go, oh, this would make a great music room. I can see myself practicing the guitar. And then undoubtedly the agent goes, oh, you play the guitar. And then undoubtedly the home buyer goes, well, no, no, but I've always wanted to. And I really just want to like stand up in my living room and clap because, you know, everyone should have dreams. Everyone should have goals. And you have the courage to put it out there on national TV. And I support you 100% for you learning to play the guitar. As we wrap, there is one more thing I would like to point out um, in regards to House Hunters. It is considered a reality show, um, but last year sometime, um, lots of viewers got really upset. Uh, They felt like they were being cheated uh, somehow because the um, one of the couples that was on there had revealed that actually you buy the house before the filming even starts. Now the producers of the show say that that's true and it has to be that way to ensure um, their production schedule. Even knowing this, even understanding that it is um, less than reality, It's still really enjoyable television. It's great, great mindless entertainment. So overall, once again, in spite of its quirks, or maybe because of its quirks, House Hunters is a definite recommend. If you've got a few hours to kill, and trust me, it's a few hours because once you watch one, it just rolls into the next one and into the next one and then into the next one, um, you'll be hooked. But if you've got the time, I certainly recommend watching it. And it's one of those shows you don't have to look for. You can kind of always depend on it to be on. So that wraps up our evening review. Um, Hopefully you are long into lullaby land and um, you don't even know what I'm saying right now Uh, nonetheless I want to wish you a very good night um, a wonderful sleep and a prosperous tomorrow come back and see us again talk soon